that Pastor Marcus, not only is he a friend, but I believe he's here by, by design today. And I believe that, uh, that we are we're in a defining moment, as I've said multiple times this morning. So let us be sensitive, you know, whether it's a few moments or what have you. doesn't matter. Listen, everything else will wait today. We're going to come back in tonight. Yes, we are. And we're going to have a great time of worship. And Austin, I believe, has a word from the Lord. Another young man that God is using, not because he's my son-in-law, but, I, but God is, and him and Kyler are just getting ready to walk into something new. They don't even know it yet. Uh, but I, I, I believe I know there's some things getting ready to shift in the spirit for them. And it's going to be exciting. It's going to be exciting. And uh, the same can be said for many of you in this room. So can you make Pastor Marcus welcome as he comes? Just love him. <laughs> love his family. Me and Mavis are best buds. Me and Mavis has the same birthday. Yeah, Mavis is awesome. Lucy is awesome, but Lucy's asleep. That's okay. Ada doesn't like me. She just likes Debbie. But I still love her. And, uh, but, uh, God bless you, my friend. Amen. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. Amen. I said, give the Lord a hand clap of praise this morning. If you're excited about what God is doing in this land, give God some praise this morning. I said, give him some real honor this morning. I know we've been worshiping. How many of you know we can't give him enough honor? We can't give him enough glory. He deserves all the praise, all the glory, all the honor that his people can give him today. In the outpouring of the Spirit of God today, the lives that have been changed. You got something to shout about this morning. You got something to give God some glory. You don't need any music. You don't need a fancy singer up here. God give you every instrument and everything that you need. He give us our voice to give us our hands uh, to worship him. Now somebody gives God a shout of glory. Hallelujah. I don't know but one way to do it and that's just with both barrel, both hammers backed and pull both triggers. It's the only way I know how to do it. It's the only way I know how to preach. I'm thankful to be here this morning with Pastor Ron. I thank and honor him today, him and Sister Debbie in this church. Pastor Jade, amen. I just want to uh, tell you that you guys are blessed today with some of the best pastors in the entire universe. They are awesome men and women of God that serve you wholeheartedly today. You need to know that. And I want to wish them both a happy anniversary. Amen. God bless Sister Debbie for all the years she's put up with Pastor Ron. Amen. That takes a special woman, a special anointing. Amen, I believe. Amen. But in all seriousness, I'd like to say, go add to what you said about swinging the sword. Is that A lot of people don't understand that when, if you don't understand, I talked about it a little bit last night. When you become married, you become one. When Pastor Ron and Sister Debbie got married, it became one. And in those battles, not only does pastor get dings and scrapes and gets cut, amen, when it cuts him, it cuts her. She's got scars and battle wounds that have, that have cut through the years come upon her. And you, as the people, need to understand that, that you need to help nourish them and, and nurture them and keep them lifted up as they try to do what God's called them to do. Amen. You know, I was going to say that, but there you go. That was for free. Pastor didn't pay me. He can pay me later for that. Amen. But we thank God for that. Amen. I thank God this morning that my beautiful, I'm talking about super smoking hot, 
wife is here with me this morning, my girlfriend. Amen. Amen. Will you give my wife, will you stand, Sister Emily? She's like Sister Debbie. Sister, you know, Sister Debbie was up here like, I'm going to kill you, Ronnie. I'm going to kill you, Ronnie. I'm thankful for my beautiful wife and my beautiful daughters. I have four of the most beautiful daughters. Where's them swords at? There's one. I got four of the most beautiful daughters <laughs> this side of the Mississippi, and I am not afraid to swing this thing. You, you catch me? Amen. I'm blessed that they're here with me. We drag them around with us everywhere we go. Sometimes they don't want to go. Sometimes they don't want to be here. I, I get it. I understand it. I was there. I was a pastor's kid all my life, so I understand. My dad was a pastor for 34 years, and we went all over the United States preaching, and he would go evangelizing and preaching revivals and camp meetings, and amen. I grew to love it, amen, but I, I, at the time as a teenager, uh, I, I didn't always like to be go to those places that felt uncomfortable, didn't know nobody, amen. Thankfully, we know some folks here this morning. And amen. And uh, we thank God for you and, and for having us come and to minister to you today. And uh, some of you are already mad at me this morning. I apologize. I don't apologize uh, because you're, you're already mad at me. I already had one, one gentleman tell me, you ain't right. Amen. I never claimed to be right. Amen. Uh, uh, but God is good this morning. I have a word for you, and I'm not going to keep you too long. Amen. Will you give me five preaching minutes? Amen. Does anybody know what five preaching minutes looks like? Amen. Amen. They don't know what they're agreeing to, do they? Amen. Uh, Pastor, if you will, get a couple of young men, if you will, will you, will you grab that table? A couple of you young men, grab this table and just set it right out here. Amen. Oh, I love Sister Mary Wade, or Sister Mary Rummel. Anybody love Sister Mary Rummel this morning? Amen. Now, her husband, Wade, he's, eh, he'll do in a pinch, but I'm going to tell you something. The only thing that makes that man great is that lady sitting right back there. Amen. She is a wonderful, amen, woman. Just set it right there in the, put it right there in the center. Amen. Can y'all see? Can everybody see that? Amen. Isn't that a nice place setting right there? Amen. Thank Pastor Ron. He put that together last minute this morning. Did an outstanding job. You ought to be an interior decorator someday. Amen. Um, we thank God. Amen for you. I have a word for you this morning, and we've seen that word begin to transpire this morning in this house, and we're beginning to see this word transpire in the world and in our nation today. And, and I just want to encourage you this morning with this word for a few minutes. I told... Um, um, Brother Austin, before church, I said, look, I said, how about you preach this morning and I'll preach tonight? I said, because, you know, Sunday morning, it's hard to preach to the church. You know, there's a little different atmosphere in the Sunday morning than Sunday night. You get in here, you know, they're ready to go. Amen. They had the Sunday afternoon nap. They're ready to preach. He's like, he's like, no, no, no. I've, they got me scheduled. For, he said, you're a pastor. You used to preach it on Sunday morning. Amen. We got in here and got to worship the power of God fall, fell in this place. Amen. Anybody enjoy the power of God that was in this house this morning? Amen. What an awesome move of God. Uh, man, the power of God began to fall. Amen. Begin to move in this place. I run back there to him. I said, never mind. I changed my mind. I'm going to preach this morning. Amen. Amen. So I thank God this morning for the opportunity to stand in this pulpit. I do not take it lightly. I do not uh, take it irreverently, but I take it in the reverence of God. Everything I'm going to do this morning, I got permission from the pastor. So uh, if you don't, didn't like it, you can go talk to him about it. Amen. Afterwards. Amen. I'm going to be one of those evangelists today. I'm going to come in and blow up and blow out. Amen. Amen. No, I'm not going to do that. Amen. But I want to uh, uh, just, just exhort you this morning in the word of the Lord, if you'll give me just a few minutes. Sister Mary, if you will, will you just, y'all, we got some martyrs here this morning some real martyrs 
Amen. And y'all thinking, how in the world do we have martyrs here this morning? Martyrs are somebody that's been killed for the ministry, right? We have some people, some, not people, sorry. We have some things that have been martyred. Will you bring that up here for me, Sister Mary? Yeah. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Some of you done been, done look, been looking around. I, I sat down this morning and I looked around. I said, man, something, anybody say, anybody notice an aroma in this room this morning? I know there's the presence of God. There's a aroma of the presence of God. Yeah, fan that thing, sister. Yes, hallelujah. How many of you ate breakfast this morning? How many, the better question is, how many of you didn't eat breakfast this morning? Lift up your hand. Oh, my goodness. Y'all really mad at me. Amen. I have got right here. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. I got the martyrs. Some chickens went to the ministry this morning. Amen. Come on, give the Lord a hand clap for the martyrs this morning. Smell that. You about to, how many of you here this morning, right, right, right now in your, in your physical, you, you're looking at your watch and you're thinking, boy, that Mexican restaurant sounds real good right now. That pizza place, I heard there was only pizza to eat in Connorsville on Sunday afternoon. And some of you going, man, I sure could eat some pizza. Maybe you got a roast on home at home in the crock pot this morning. You've been sitting there going, man, I really desire, amen, to have that, that, that roast this morning. Can, is this, how important is this? It's okay? All right, good. Oh, well, let's just do it. That's how we do it in Kentucky. That's how you fix a table, amen? How much? My Ada said, no, it's not. I just want to stand here for a minute and just exhort y'all if y'all let me. Amen. I just want to lift y'all up, amen, in the word of the Lord today. How many of you are hungry this morning? I mean, in the physical right now, you say, boy, I could, that, that fried chicken looks good. I, I showed it to pastor. He said, I'm about to eat some of it. Amen. Are you, are you tapping your watch? back? My daughter's back there tapping her watch, giving me that it's time to go. Amen. How many of you are hungry this morning in the physical right now? You can smell that chicken. Amen. Brother over there told me this morning, he said, you ain't right. He said, you're making it hard on a fat man. Now, that's his words, not mine. Right? Isn't that what you said? How many of you this morning when you came in, Sister Mary showed up and you, you began to smell something? You began to, you began, there, was a, there was an aroma that filled this. I began to, I didn't know she was here and I looked around. I thought somebody had, I'll tell you what my senses told me. I smelled sausage and biscuits. I said, man, somebody's eating sausage. Somebody's brought their kids in here, a sausage and biscuit. And then a few minutes went on and I said, no, wait a minute. I think that might be some fried chicken. I said, Sister Mary must be here, amen, with the food this morning. I want you to know something. You want to see revival? You want to see God show up in your life? Uh, then we're going to have to get a hunger for God and for the presence of God, a hunger for prayer and a hunger for worship. Uh, that same desire that you had to come sit at this table this morning. Hallelujah. Now how mad are you? Woo, that's good. Huh? I didn't get permission to do that, huh? <laughs> Woo! The Bible says, taste and see that it is good this morning. I tasted and seen that it is good this morning. <laughs> Whoop, I don't get choked. Hallelujah. Anybody here know the Heimlich? Glory to God. Huh? Mary's a doctor too, but <laughs> hallelujah. That chicken's good, mama. <laughs> Woo. That chicken's good, pastor. 
How many of you know we got to get a hunger, and we got to get a hunger, and when we see people begin to get into the glory, into the power of God, we get at the same hunger that they got. I want you to know something. Listen to me. The Lord showed me some people as we was praying to speak to this morning. And I'm just going to be obedient to the God for the Lord for just a few minutes this morning if you'll allow me to. I want you to just know something. I'm going to call some of you out by name. Then don't get mad at me, all right? Because it ain't me, but it's God. And there's a hunger that's going. God said, I want a hunger inside of them. I want you to know something that you are not less than, but you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus huh, who saved you and set you free. I want there to be a hunger in this church today to serve God, huh, to stay in His presence. Huh. I thank God. I don't know that anybody got up and left yet this morning. I know it's well after 11 o'clock going on 12 probably. It's only 11.17 in Kentucky right now. I still got a whole hour to preach. I'm on Kentucky time. See, Jesus, my wife's up here saying, Jesus, help them, Lord, because he'll do it. I want there to be a hunger inside of you to serve God like you've never served Him. To hunger after His presence. I've seen a hunger in this house this morning, Pastor, that said, I want to see a move of God in my life. I want to see a move of God in this church. I want to see a move of God in this community. Listen to me. Alvin, the Lord spoke to me and told me to tell you this. He said that you need, to, you, need to, you need to develop a hunger for this ministry like you've never had before. Because God said, I'm going to pull you alongside your brother. I'm going to pull you alongside this ministry. And I want to use you like you've never been used before. God said, hear the word of the Lord today. Get a hunger inside of you to see God move in your life. God said you are not less than. But God said, I'm going to, that same power, that same anointing that was in your father is the same anointing and the same power that I have put inside of you. Don't deny the hunger that I've put inside your spirit. God said I'm going to use you in this day and in this hour. Receive the word of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hey. How many of you are hungry this morning to walk in the Spirit, hungry to be filled in righteousness? The Word says this in Matthew chapter 5 in verse 1. Matthew chapter 5 verse 1, to see in the multitudes, he went up into a mountain. And when he was set, he, his disciples came unto him, and he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit. I want you to know you might have been poor in spirit when you came in here this morning, but now today there's a hunger. There's something that's welled up inside of you. You might have been poor in the spirit, but God says, get ready, I'm going to feed you. He says, poor in the spirit. He says, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. I want you to know something. God wants to fill those that are mourning up. Some of you have been mourning for years for things that have happened in your life. And it's caused your hunger to be for the mourn and not for the glory. God said today, I'm about to change that. If you'll say yes, if you'll just say yes, those that have been mourning for years, I'm about to turn your mourning into a shout. I'm going to turn your mourning into joy, into liberty. Say yes.
I got a question for you. If, brother, if I said, you just come on up here and help yourself, would you come eat some of this chicken? How many of y'all say, if I just said, if I let you loose, you'd come up here and you'd eat some of this chicken? Be real honest. Raise your hand and say, yeah, you'd come, you'd come, eat, you'd come lick that thing until there wasn't nothing left but a bone. Huh? How many of you would be walking out here with that bone? <laughs> Thank you, Pastor. That, Sister Mary, that was good. Hey, I, don't tell Wade, but I think you might have cooked that chicken better than he does. Uh-oh. Watch out now. He ain't here, so I can talk about him. I know where he's at, too. He, man, he's at my house in Kentucky. So I know how far he is, so I know how far I got to get before he gets here. If I, if I released you this morning to come up here and get this chicken, you would get up and you would say, my goodness, that smells good, and I want to, I want to enjoy that. I, I want to be filled up with that. I'm here to tell you, I know this might seem like a simple message, but it's a message that the church needs to hear because there's been a famine in the land of God's people, and God says there needs to be a hunger for the word of the Lord, a move of God like it's never been seen in this day in this hour hey a hunger to serve like we've never served pastor I'm praying today that this church begin to serve Connorsville like they've never served them before what does that look like that looks like you becoming humble and humbling yourself before the sinners of this town and serving them the people that have despised you. Come on, somebody. The people that have hated you. Humbling yourself before God and before them and serving them and loving them as Christ loves you. Hunger. He's going to fill those up this morning that are mourning. He says, with mourning, for they shall be comforted. Verse 5 says, blessed are the meek. For they shall inherit the earth. And verse 6 says, Blessed are they which do hunger. Not just hunger, but thirst. And not just hunger and thirst for any old thing. But they thirst and hunger for righteousness. What is righteousness? Upright living. I want you to know something today, church. We're going to have to get a desire and a hunger to live upright righter than we've ever lived before. This riding the fence trying to look good on Sunday and live like the devil on Monday has got to stop. But there's got to be a hunger to walk in holiness and righteousness like we've never been before. In this revival, I see God bring a, a spirit of holiness and righteousness back into the church of upright living, following after God and living after God. Now I say this at my church. And I think Pastor will be okay with me saying here. Pastor don't have to tell you how to dress. Well, I didn't know you was going to preach on this this morning, but here it goes. Let me tell you why the pastor don't have to tell you how to dress. Because this is what I say. If there's been a change on the inside, it will be evident on the outside. There's this thing called conviction. There's this thing called upright living. Now, some of y'all turn around looking. You had to get to know something about me. At my church, I preach down here, and I, I just, I'm everywhere. You just got to keep up. Because I won't be down here. I won't, 
Boy, does anybody smell that? Woo! Lord, I walked by that, brother, and I got a whiff. I said, Lord, that smells good. Can y'all smell it? Can, can you smell it, brother? How's it smell? How's it look? How many of you know, my Lord, the utensils are falling off the table? Thank the Lord you don't need utensils to eat chicken. Listen to this. Lord just dropped this in my spirit. Y'all think I'm crazy up here preaching like this. That's just how I work and how God works through me. Man's religion and tradition is that you need a plate and a fork. But I'm here to tell you that we are not hungry. This world, uh, these young people are not hungry uh, for God, for, for, for men's, uh, men's tradition and men's religion. Uh, but they are hungry uh, for something that is straight from God. Uh, throw out, uh, throw out uh, the tradition uh, and grab a hold uh, of the glory of God uh, and begin to walk uh, in the Spirit. Uh, throw out uh, your program. Uh, throw out your clubs, throw out your positions, throw out your ideas of what you think it's going to look like. I'm going to say it like this, and this is going to probably sound bad to some of you, but it's time we got just back down into the sloppiness. Now, God's not sloppy, but you understand what I'm saying, right? If we got down to eating with our fingers and our hands, getting a little, little of the oil, come on. Y'all got to get a hold of this this morning. Getting a little oil on our hands. Uh, getting a little, little oil around our mouth and, and on our shirts. And, uh, that, 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 what does that oil represent? Uh, that oil represents the anointing of God. Uh, we've been too prim and proper. Uh, we've been trying to look like this and look like that. Uh, trying to look like this church uh, and trying to look like that church. Uh, it's time that the people of God uh, get a hunger uh, to look like Him and nothing else. Now, y'all got to quit. Y'all back me up. I'm going to preach all day. Y'all hungry for real food. You're going to have to sit there and look like a knot on a log. Because y'all get to backing me up now. I preach. Hunger and thirst for righteousness. For they shall be, they shall be what? They shall be filled. I want you to know there's been a famine in this land. Why? Not by God's power, not by God's might, but by men's ideas and men's thoughts and our ways, the way we, I'm going to tell you something, we're going to have to get a hunger and desire to live a separated life. The Bible says what light, what does dark and lightness, what, what accord do they have with one another? He says they don't, they cannot mix. I, I want you to know something. We're trying to be light and trying to be dark. And God says you can't be either one. you either one or the other. How can you serve two masters? Uh, you can because you'll either love one or you'll hate the other. Uh, we've been trying to serve this world serve mammon and serve God God says it's time today to get a hunger and desire to serve him in the fullness of who he is Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1 I'm going to try to hurry Isaiah chapter 55 and verse 1 he says, Ho, everyone that thirsteth, come you to the waters. And he that hath no money, come you and buy and eat. 
Yea, come buy wine and milk without money and without price. Wherefore do you spend your money for that which is not bread. I want you to know a lot of us have been trying to fill the needs uh, and the, trying to satisfy the flesh uh, with the things of this world. Uh, I want you to know you can't buy happiness. Uh, I want you to know you can't buy the anointing. Uh, I want you to know the anointing and the power of God cannot be bought. Uh, I want you to know that glory, glory and peace uh, and joy cannot be bought in this world. Uh, why do you spend the money? Man, Sister Kelly got up here this morning, and I thought, Lord, what an example. Lord, if I got to sell it all, Lord, if I got to give it all up, I'm, hung, I'm just hungry enough to say, Lord, your will in my life. Lord, I'm willing to do it. The Bible says this, the things of this world shall pass away. He said, I won't ever destroy it by water, but the next time it shall be by fire. I want you to know that everything on this earth uh, one day is going to burn up. Uh, it ain't going to be worth a dime. Uh, it ain't going to do nobody any good. Uh, but I want to tell you what will do you good this morning. Uh, is get a hunger if you're lost. Uh, to get a hunger for salvation. Uh, to get a hunger for the glory of God. Uh, for this church to get on fire. And the hunger to stay on fire. Now here's the problem. We come in this morning, we got filled up. It was good. It tasted good. It smelled good. It felt good. That chicken I ate a while ago, y'all don't know how hard I'm having to refrain myself and go down there and just get another big old bite of that chicken leg because it was good. I wasn't satisfied with just a little. Let me say that one more time. Make sure you heard that. I'm not satisfied with just a little. How many of you know what last bite syndrome is? Anybody here ever had last, last bite syndrome where you ate so much you said if you knew it took another bite, you was going to? Anybody? I, listen, I want you to know there is no last bite syndrome in the presence of God. Because when you get hungry for it, you'll want more and more and more and more. And more, you'll say, Pastor, you're going to have to leave the church doors open huh? because I can't help, I can't go home. Huh? I got to be in the presence of God. Huh? I know the presence of God can go with you and be with you in your home. I understand that He's in my home, but sometimes you just say, God, I want to be in your house. Huh? God, I can't get enough of you. Huh? God, give me more. If you come up here right now, you'd flounder yourself on this chicken, wouldn't you? Yeah, that guy right there, I see it. He's been eyeballing me. I'm going to have to get that. Y'all going to have to come over this sword and help me keep the people back. They're going to they're gonna rush this chicken table up here. How, how many of you love to see this, the hunger for God begin to fill this house? The pastor had to start saying, all right, guys, we're going to have to start sending some over to the, to the fellowship hall. We're going to put a TV screen over there. So they can see what's going on in the service so they can experience over there. But there's so many people hungry, we're going to have to start moving some things around. How many want to see that? How many want to see that take place? Well, that hunger's got to start here first. I, I dare to say this, and I'm, I'm speaking under my own opinion right now, and I, I know my opinion don't mean a whole lot, and I, that's fine. But you got to understand something. I, I believe that this revival that took place in this college... Very well. I know they said there was 12 or 15 kids there, but you know that it could have just been one. 
that was willing to stay and the rest stayed because they stayed? Revival starts with an individual. Revival starts in you. Revival starts in me. When we begin to get a hunger for the presence of God. Y'all going to have to build some stairs right here. I'm going to get... Y'all like, well, just stand still. I can't stand still. You don't know me. Thank you. Listen to this. I got to read this scripture for Pastor Ron. Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse 1 says this. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee these 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove to thee that to know what was in thine heart. Verse 3, whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. Go ahead. And, and he humbled thee and suffered thee too. Hunger and fed thee with manna. You know, you know what manna means? What is it? They didn't even know what it was. He said, what is it which thou knewest not? Neither did thy fathers know that he might make thee know that thee know that man doth, verse 4, not live by bread alone. We went to Cracker Barrel the other night, Friday night. They brought out some biscuits. Hallelujah. Some of the best biscuits we, I've ever had at a Cracker Barrel. I'm talking about they were soft on the inside and they had a nice little crunchy crust on the out. Woo, glory. Your pastor said over there, I'm going to preach on him for a minute. Your pastor said over there and he told us, he said, he said, boys, he said, the Lord said you cannot live by bread alone, but he said tonight we're going to live by some biscuits and jelly. I don't know how many baskets they brought, but there was more than one basket of biscuits brought out that night. But how many know you can't live by bread alone? He says you cannot live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of your government. Proceedeth out of the mouth of a Hollywooder. No, out of a, the music industry. He said, you cannot live by bread only, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of the Lord doth man. God's give you a promise today that you should live and not die. I, I'm tired. How many of you tired of just surviving and you're ready to start thriving? I'm tired of this surprise. And y'all are going to say, well, this, this is going to be a prosperity message. I believe this in my spirit, but Pastor Ron, is that you, we can preach a prosperity message when you preach the Word of God. Because every word I've read and every promise I've read is that God's promises are yea and amen, and they are prosperous. I, I walk upright. I, I have the glory of the Lord that goes before me and behind me. He is my, he is my light in the dark. I, I want you to know something. That's prosperous. So you shall live and not die. In Acts, in the, on the day of Pentecost, we talked about it in a podcast the other morning. Boy, I did one of those podcasts. This is my first one ever. And I'm going to tell you something. I could have just preached. They didn't, those things ain't long enough for me. I, I'd, I, wanted, I, got, I got tore up from the floor up. I just wanted to keep going. 
In Acts in the upper room, Brother Jay said this. He said, he said there was probably more than 120 up there. You probably heard him preaching, Pastor Ron preaching, that there was probably 120, but there was only 120 that was hungry enough huh, to wait and to tarry huh, for the promise of God to come down. My question is to you, huh, are you hungry enough huh, to wait and to tarry? Huh? It might get 1 o'clock huh, before we get out of this building. Huh? You, might not, you might miss uh, the early bird special at the Mexican restaurant, huh? but I want you to know something. Can't nothing satisfy you. Can't nothing do me like my Lord. Hunger. Do you have a hunger to tarry? Do you have a hunger to tarry and wait? You got a hunger to pray? Do you have a hunger to worship? Do you have a hunger to lay down the things of this world? I'm going to tell you one story in the Bible about Joseph that I'm going to close Joseph was in prison, and there was two people in prison with him. A brother that I love dearly, that I have great confidence in, called me last week and told me this revelation that the Lord gave him of this story. And Joseph, in this story of Joseph, he was in prison with two other people. One of them was a baker, and one of them was a butler. They both had dreams. Joseph interpreted those dreams, and he told the baker, you're going to die. He told the butler, you're going to live. I want you to understand, understand something. The baker represented that that fled, fed the flesh. Come on. It, it, it represented the hunger for the flesh, the desires uh, of the flesh to fulfill them. Uh, and I want you to know something. That baker had to die. Uh, that cook had to die. Uh, he could not live. Uh, but I want you to know what the butler represented. Uh, the butler represented somebody that opens doors uh, into the next uh, level, uh, into the next glory, uh, into your next blessing. Uh, he represented that that went before you uh, and opened up the doors uh, that God said he was going to open in your life. Uh, I, pro I just proclaim this morning uh, and preach this morning that the butler be released today uh, and you walk into the doors that God's opened for you. The baker died. The butler lived. He represented the desire of the flesh. The butler represented the will of the Lord. It opens the door for God's will in your life. Do you have a hunger today to walk into the open doors that God's opened for you? Do you have the hunger? Young people, you need to get a hunger for God like you've never had a hunger before. Lay aside. I got a young man in my church. He's been threatening me for months now. Pastor. He says, he says he just feels like the Lord's telling him. And I, I, I even have a hard time understanding what God's telling him. This is what he said. He says, the Lord's told me to sell everything that I have. And don't worry about working. And don't worry about how I'm going to clothe myself. Well, that's what the Bible says, isn't it? Why do you consider the things that you wear and the things that you eat? He said, haven't you considered the sparrow? which does not have a roof over his head, doesn't have a job, doesn't have a Walmart, but I know everyone. He says, I feel the calling of God to just quit everything and serve him with all that I have. I can't grasp that. And you probably can't grasp that. Because that's a hunger 
and a desire that I've not experienced yet. But I believe in this last day awakening, in this last day revival, that we're going to have to get a hunger in us, that we're going to have to give up some things uh, that we're, we've been hanging on to. So my question is for you today. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Are you hungry for the presence of God? Are you hungry for the move of God? I want you to know this morning this is what you experienced in the spirit. Was a bowl of fried chicken. Is it okay if I describe it like that? So we, I, I, that's, how I, that's how I understand stuff. I, I'm simple, so I, I got to keep it simple. What I experienced this morning was like this table of fried chicken. I could smell it. Not only did I smell it, I could feel it. Not only could I feel it, I could taste it. And I tasted it. I said, Lord, that is good. And I want more of that, God. Lord, I want to be filled with you more, God. God, I want a deeper relationship with you than I've ever had. Church, we must get hungry. Lord, everybody, Pastor Ron coming to you again. Thank you for joining us today. I pray that the word was a blessing to you. And today, before we say goodbye, I just want to encourage you. If you have not yet put your faith and trust in the Lord, that this would be a time that you would do so. I'd also say to you, if you're going through a very difficult or trying season, know this, God is faithful. He loves you. We love you. And we just say to you today, that he is still able to do exceedingly abundantly what we could ever ask or think. So I speak blessings over you and your family. Thank you for joining us today.